The time is 8.30. You're listening to WART Wart Radio, which means it's time once again for Demor Bust 2010. Welcome to Demo Bus number 5. My name is Sigflop, and in this episode, we're going to be focusing specifically on parties. We're going to be talking to Jason Scott of Block Party, and then to NRR of Nurupu. So, let's get straight into it after this. We'll be right back.
right, that was uh, Candy Tron by Farbrush. The PIOT ID on this is 9424. This is a 64K for Windows. Um, and we are here talking with, uh, with Jason Scott, uh, probably best known for his mastery of the pan flute. Uh, hey, Jason, how's it going? Going very well. You know, for years, for years, I was the number one hit for pan flute. Um, enough that pan flute artists lobbied with me to be mentioned on my page so that they could get, uh, more search juice. So, I actually was, in fact, the master of the pan flute search, if nothing else. Well, yeah, let me actually Google for master of the pan pan flute search. I'm not exactly sure as to uh, (laughs) how serious all this is. I've heard this several times. Master of the pan flute is damn fear, but I declared myself the master of the pan flute. Anyway, that was a lot, you know, when you you put up a um, website in 1995, you end up with a lot of advantages, and one of them was... Nobody yeah. was really trying to juice search. So yes, pan flute, pan flute guy. You're number three on on uh, on Google. Yeah, still, isn't that amazing? Yeah, still. For a page I haven't changed in ten, fifteen years. Well, maybe people are going, "Who the fuck is this?" And this is bringing it up in the in the list. Um, yes. Okay. No offense. Okay. No offense to you. I'm sorry. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure what people search for when they search for for pan flute. Uh, but uh, you are the one of the organizer or organizers, one of two primary organizers of Block Party, right? And uh, this has been going on for three years. Um, how? When did you? When did you start to think about this? When did you? When did you guys? Uh, how did this happen? Um, a lot of it happened because pilgrimage was awful. Um, we we were involved. It turned out that myself, Radman, actually Trickster, and a few other people were at a 1995 demo party called the North American International Demo Party. And since I've been kind of using and playing with demos since I was uh, 18, 1988, you know, for me it was the fact that wow, somebody's going to do a demo party within the continent. Yeah. So I drove hundreds of miles to Montreal where I'd never been before. Just go live. I didn't even think about where I was going to stay. Right. Luckily, they had a program where, for I think it was like ten bucks or five bucks a night, you could sleep on the floor of the classrooms. Yeah, and, that's not bad. Uh, hmm? That's not bad at all, as far as accommodations. Well, it, was a, it was a great deal, um, and there were like basically group showers, you know, because it was in a school college, and you could use the gym showers. Huh. And um, and they actually had men's and women's showers, not this men's hours and women's hours, which to me just seems like it would lead to utter terrible disaster that some of the demo parties have. Um, and uh, basically what happened is, is that um, loved the time there, um, went to the party, yeah. and then um, they didn't have another one after I went, because I went to the 96 one. And then um, sometime later we found out there was another demo party that was going to be held, and it was going to be held in Utah, which was already a warning signal. And it was called... Hey, 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 Utah is a lot of the... All right. Jim Blinn, the University of Utah, the the, the father oh, the, of... Oh, yeah, no, no, no. You can definitely attest that graphics have a wonderful time in Utah. Yeah, but demos have nothing to do with this. Demo parties that people think of, like, say, drinking and staying into a room overnight, are not very welcome mm. in Utah. We had to... We couldn't have alcohol in the room, and we couldn't have people staying in the room overnight. 
Where was yeah. where, where where was this where was pilgrimage held? It was held this Holiday Inn. Hmm. You can Remember, it's illegal. Right it's illegal to you know. There, you know there are no. You know, I mean, you know, there's no bars in Utah, right? Uh, I to be honest with you, I've never been to Utah. There are no bars in Utah. There are no bars in Utah. What there are instead is that there are clubs. Um, they look a lot like bars to you and me, but they're clubs, you see. Yeah. And in these clubs, you basically have to um, um, get a membership, hmm. which costs equivalent to a drink, $10. And you get a free drink with it when you sign up. And then you are officially a member of the club, and then you may drink at that club whatever time you please. This is how bars are in Utah. And it's a very conservative location, and it's dull. The flats are awful, and we were in the awful part, which in its own way is fine, but you, you know, basically in that realm, we had people come from Canada, we had people come from all over the country to go to this event. And it was okay, but it had some real organization problems. Well, what and were and I had a great time there. Yeah. And we even went to the next one. But the next one wasn't very well run. It was one worse, if that was possible. And we were just like, okay, people obviously want to go to these things. And by people, we mean about <laughs> 35 people in the United States uh, want to go to these things. Um, but it, it shouldn't be in Utah. And so we said, let's do it. Let's just friggin' do it. Let's start our own demo party. And we'll do it. Right. And um, so, you know, basically that was what we got started. And I knew we had to ally ourselves with another organization, that there was no way we could smartly run everything ourselves. And I happened to be really close with the organizers of Nauticon, so we said, okay, let's do it. Let's, let's ally with Nauticon. And the only downside to that, of course, is Nauticon's in Cleveland, which is not traditionally where a lot of cons are held. You get a lot of cons in, like, New York or San Francisco or, or Seattle even, um, or even Las Vegas or Austin, but it, Cleveland's a little odd for it. Um, but we did it. We had it, and it went off very well. And at the first one, I knew, looking at the history of demo parties, that basically no demo party really lasted past the second one. Mm. But they would do two. And I'm saying this in America. In America and North America, they would have two, and the third one would either be unbelievably awful or fail to materialize after endless promises. Do you think this is was, true for, for most uh, cons and, and these things in general, or do you think this is true more so for demo parties? I don't know how much other cons might experience this, although I could see it. I could see them doing one and saying, this was pretty good, let's do another one. They do another one, and then something collapses. Yeah. Um, I've downloaded and grabbed talks from a lot of hacker cons that only went once. Uh, but then again, there's other hacker cons, uh, you know, not a con up to number seven, and Freak Nick is well into the teens, and so is DEFCON, and so is Outer Zone. And so I think it's like, for whatever reason, the demo parties, between the organization aspects and the kind of people it's attracted to, it just 
seems to have not happened. And mm-hmm. I said, okay then, the only way to really make these things work is to go at least five. Okay. And so at the first one we said, there are going to be five, hell or high water, please plan accordingly. And the hope is that that way people will actually work on stuff. Because it's tough to work on a demo for a party that never actually pulls off. So hopefully people who are coming to the fourth one would go, well, it's been there three times before, and they're doing a fourth one. And so I better work hard on mine. And I think people are still going to kind of fling stuff together, and that's just the way life is, but they're still going to fling stuff and plan and, and assume they're coming. So that's why I did it. That's why I said five. That's where that number comes out of. Because I'm like, at five, even if it doesn't go on after that, there were five. <laughs> how did how did you feel uh, at the end of the second one? Were there any catastrophes or anything like this? Um, let me think. Second one. Well, you're saying things last for two years. Uh, did yeah. you experience any reasons why this might be for the second one? I didn't experience anything per se. Uh, oh, well, wait a minute. Um, that's not entirely true. Um, there were <coughs> friends that were popping up that some people didn't like. Like, some of the prizes were a little bit predictable. Or, you know, this had been done, and now it had been done twice in a row. And what were you going to do to make it more interesting? Yeah. And I could see where a personality more imbued with it or more reactive to the amount of effort put behind it might say, well, you got so many complaints, screw all you guys, I'm going to go and get an MBA and leave or something. And I, I guess I could see where somebody might do that. But all the criticisms leveled at us were along the lines of like, that was really awesome and I hope you can make it even more awesome. It wasn't along the lines of, you guys are terrible, I would never do it this way, why didn't you do this, uh, and so on. You know, I mean, people have complaints. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't smoke in every room everywhere and blow smoke into the face of everyone I see all the time. <laughs> or I, I got, you know, like, like Nauticon happens to have a rule where you can't bring in outside alcohol into the how, conference how, room. How much do people how much do people violate that rule? I'm wondering. Um at Nauticon not much. Mm. Because uh efforts are made to make people understand why that is. Like Froggy really endeavors to like explain to people like this isn't some cheap ass thing so that we can make money off the bar. This is a liquor rule that's part of the liquor license of the hotel that they, uh, you know, they're giving us a certain rate. Uh, I forget the exact reason, so I'm sure I'll be yelled at if I get it wrong. But, you know, he provides explanation, not just, look, I can't explain it right now, but you can't do this thing that you want to do, you know, which is just a recipe for rebellion and hatred. Um, you know, people get smart. They go up to their rooms and have alcohol and then stumble down. The the no, environment has seemed pretty uh pretty inviting so far. Yeah, I don't you know, you don't have people feeling like arbitrary rules are being imposed upon them simply because they can be. Yeah. 
And I think that's a critical thing. That's something that they've done um, that's a smart thing. I don't think... I think the bigger ones, they're like, look, we can't explain this right now. We just had a shit fit with the fire marshal, and so we're going to do this and this and this. So they don't even tell you. They don't want to bother you with it, but all it does is make people not a contest really experience those kind of issues. I haven't seen those issues. Is, so, uh, are these you know, are these some of the issues that uh, came up with, with uh, pilgrimage in Utah? I'm, I'm wondering um, what, in your opinion, has sort of... Um, well, here's the thing. Okay, first of all, Legalize is a great guy for wanting to put these on. Totally yeah. great guy. And Anyone is, is that who does, I think, is a great person. Well, that's the thing. And it's too easy to go, like, Legalize didn't do this, Legalize didn't do that. He has a certain kind of personality yeah. that applies to a certain approach. And I don't think that approach was always compatible with working with people. He was terrible at delegation, and he was awful at self-promotion for mm-hmm. a con. He was just awful at it. And it wasn't good. I mean, if he had put some people on it to really kind of push the rules up a little bit, it would have worked really well. Uh, but he didn't want to delegate. Pro or con, people could not get him to delegate. And I know this. And he may claim differently, but I know this. And it got... The, the, what, what, what finally broke me related to things was it was to be held in, I think it was September uh, of one year, and it had gotten to be like three weeks before the date, and there was no location set, and there was no uh, nearby hotel set, and so on. And, and, you know, that's fine if you're putting on a puppet show, and you just want a couple locals to show up and so a week before you tell the locals hey big puppet show down the street come on down to the puppet show and people go oh puppet show why not but if you really are honestly expecting people to fly in from around the country and the continent to come to your event that's not going to fly and I wrote a thing saying I'm not going uh, because of this and he got just completely ballistic behind the scenes about this because Mm -hmm. He thought of it as sabotage, and it was like, I didn't sabotage anything. You sabotaged yourself. And the last one had been held in, like, a library um, with all the wonders of a library. There was no actual demo competition. There was one that they were thinking of entering, but it had nudity in it, and they couldn't show it. Hmm. Um, and it was just like, oh, this is just not, this is not where I want to go with it. So, of course, when we do our demo party, one of the first ones we show is something called The Dreams of Child Molesting. And believe me, when that one came in, I was not a happy camper, but it was like, gotta go with it. <laughs> gotta, gotta bring it in. Gotta take it in. And I told these guys, hey, you know, we have a rule. Local entries only. And they're like, it's okay. We've been rejected by nine demo parties. We're just ready to have it show up on a screen somewhere. Oh, it was okay. I walked in halfway through this. That you was, walked halfway to that demo? Yeah, yeah, th- this, is, uh, this is what you're talking about, the dreams of <laughs> Jack. So it was, guest, it was the guest demo Yeah. because of that. We just said, okay, there's, there's uh, nobody who's going to take your thing. We'll, we'll show it. We'll put it up. We'll, we'll announce you. <laughs> and uh, we put it up and we played it, and it was nowhere. I mean, there was nothing in it that was particularly... I don't know. Questionable. I, yeah, I wasn't so bad looking. I mean, there wasn't... Anyway. It had um, 
it had a picture of Vladimir Putin with a screw screwed into his head, which I guess wouldn't play well in Russia, where the demo was fucked. But yeah, they had this uh, sort of floating mannequin model or something. Yeah, that's about it. Like, yeah, and it was like, okay, I guess that was you know, and I mean, you know, the the the, the all the members had these really crazy names like Pedo Van Beethoven and, and so on. And <laughs> it was it was all in all unbelievably harmless. It was on the 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 level of a fart joke in terms of how it was set up. I, I, there was something in there where I was like, oh, God, oh, we're going to be shut down. I can't um, believe they've been rejected by nine parties. Yeah, that's what I mean. Nobody wanted them. Huh. Um, Did they watch and it? I thought it actually had one part in it where it made fun of a demo. I forgot exactly how, and I was like, ah, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think they said, was that, uh, hmm. Yeah, I I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, it was I don't like, remember. Exactly. It was like, okay, great. And so, um, you know, um, anyway, so so with us, you know, with, with, with the way that pilgrimage had been set up in that way, it was like, wow, it had really kind of had some potential there, but it had kind of fallen apart. And the only way to me, the only legitimate criticism, or the only legitimate way to show that what you think is valid in an argument like this of this demo party could be better is okay I will put on a demo party you know I will I will spend the cash and the time and, and work with people and put on this demo party uh, in whatever way I think will work and and um, and you know so it was basically and I'm, I was money guy and rough organization guy and Radman helped me put in pieces that he thought were vital to demo party traditions, like how the scoring went and what kind of system you would use for tracking and, and, and so on. And so between the two of us, we kind of bounce ideas back and forth. Yeah. And that's kind of how we got into that. And I think the only part of it that's odd or whatever is that I um, flew in speakers for the four or five speakers representing um, block party because I knew for some of them it was either a hardship to come or they didn't want to go to Cleveland. But if they went to Cleveland for free, I mean, you know, Cleveland's not a city you avoid, but it's a city that you don't want to pay too much money to go to visit if you're from other places in many ways. And so for these people that that was an issue, going for free was like, okay, I'll give it a chance. And it worked out really well. I said this, of course, with the utmost respect for Cleveland. It's just that Cleveland has made some really poor choices in the city that are really affecting it negatively. And it's, it's, it's location and everything else are not working with it, which is surprising as a coastal city. But, um, you know, so it's a, it's, it's like, you know, these, these different places that we've had, um, block party. I think the new one is wonderful. The new hotel was wonderful. Weird. Yeah. Weirdly set up, but wonderful. I agree. I, I like the I like the new hotel, and I do have to say that announcing announcing um, announcing that uh, um, that this party is going to go on for five years, I think was uh, I think that works well <laughs> with people. Yeah, that was a, it was a good choice to announce that. Right. Um, that that actually did end up being a positive thing. Not I certainly am not here in the fourth year being put together, regretting making that announcement. Yeah. Feeling terrible. Um, my capacity for spending money has greatly reduced, so it's probably going to be speakers who are more voluntary. But that's about it. 
thought you've uh, already you've already brought in a number of speakers, so. Uh, well, right. Yeah, I miss. I mean, it's it's just um, it's a case of uh, you know, you say, okay, well, if people don't want to speak at this, they can't say, well, I don't know how it's going to come out. It's like, take a look at these pictures. Look at this stuff here. This is how it comes out. You know, we have rock solid proof that this is a good event and one you should attend. I can't, you know, I can't convince people um, otherwise. Like, it's, it's a case of, it's no longer a case of people saying, I don't know how this is going to end up, so I'm not comfortable getting involved or showing up or whatever. It's like, it's going to, you know. Yeah. It's it's developed a reputation uh, so far. Yeah. And uh, how is... Uh, how do you think the the um, the demo scene here was, or at least the knowledge of the demo scene here was, before Block Party? Do you think you've had any impact on maybe like uh, there's a couple of other people, who um, NNR and Val who are both organizing their own parties, and uh, are they wait, they're organizing them in in North America? Yeah, yeah. NNR is doing uh, one uh, through uh, Megfest. This is uh, coming up in January, I believe. It's pretty short. Uh, called Nurupu, um, and uh, Val is also holding one in the Boston area as well, called uh, At Party. Um, okay. So d- do you do you think? Uh, I don't know. I get the the impression that maybe they had drawn some sort of inspiration from Block Party. I um, hope so. It's been it's been a while since any sort of demo party has been here, and that I'm aware of that was that was pretty big. Um, well, here's the thing. And and we we humbly disagree. We 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 agree to disagree on this. Um, but um, I really look at NV Scene as a purchased promotional event for yeah. a video card company. Yeah, and, I do too, to a certain extent. And the thing is, is that the guys who ran it ran it in earnest, and they say, well, these are paid for by other, you know, other major demo parties have major investors who put major money in and have their banners up and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but they don't usually name the demo party after it. They usually don't have the demo party on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday because it's more in line with the promotional event. And they certainly don't have it that you are required to use a specific piece of equipment oh, this is manufactured by the company to do the demo. So this this is required? There weren't any Commodore 64 demos or anything? No. Like no, not at all. Hmm. And there was an enormous amount of money in there, and then they paid for a lot of Europeans to come over, which to me was a delight in terms of um um like these guys got to, we got people here who are really into demos who went to this event and met people who they only known as Scream yeah and only knew as these guys living in all these disparate other countries who were were right here in front of them and they could ask questions and for a lot of the guys it was heaven so you know it's like if on that level man great awesome 
but I knew the minute that they'd done it that they were never going to have another one. They were convinced in saying, oh, we're going to have another one. I'm like, you are never going to have another one. So you're convinced. Because NVIDIA lost so much money on this event, this promotional event. And the other thing, of course, was that they kept calling themselves the largest American demo party. Yeah. And the problem is, is that what they did was it was in a corner, and there were four or 5,000 people who had the right to walk into that room, <clears throat> but only about a hundred some odd did. Mm. And of that hundred, only 20 or 30 were there for the whole event. Most were just there for the show. Would you and liken so that like, aspect of it to assembly, would you say? Well, like assembly, you know, I mean, assembly has a large portion of people who are there who are not directly doing demos, but it's a big demo event. Yeah, I mean, even so, there's there's been some reaction to this with Boozembly and and things like that. Uh, from what I've gathered from other people, everyone loves Envy Scene. I've heard, aside from you now, I've heard no complaints. Um, I don't have any complaints about the event itself. Um, all of mine are purely a case of um, not liking the approach. Like I knew that they were going to just basically try to Walmart the demo scene drop a bunch of money, pull in a whole bunch of stuff, bring in the best of the best, and then disappear. Yeah, I see what you're Leaving saying. this sucking wound. And it's what happened. They're gone. They're not going to have another one. Uh, and so the groups around here who have done work will have to either, they, they can either do our demo party or contribute remotely to other demo parties and so on. There's no, you know, there was no five-year plan for them. They were never going to do a five-year. They may have convinced the people who were organizing the actual specific event, but it was like a demo party zoo yeah. more than a demo party. And, and again, you can't, I mean, it's like if you're with some crazy startup and the crazy startup rents limos to go anywhere and there's crazy hot tub parties at a big rented mansion every weekend, you know that they're probably not going to stick around that long doesn't mean you shouldn't enjoy the hot tub parties and the free drinks and the limo ride. You know, have a great time. Just don't sit around going, man, why didn't everyone do it this way? Yeah. Or, man, you guys have to get with the times. Everyone's doing hot tub party limo rides. You know, it's like that. It was like I knew that in the grand scheme of things, there's going to be five block parties and one NV scene. And NV scene was awesome. I would love it if there were other parties yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying that in some fake bullshit. I know there aren't any, therefore I can say it things. Yeah. I, I wish that there were like four. Like three really good ones and one that kind of sucked, but it was pretty good at parties, so a lot of people go to it. And um, Bernie you know, S. I just had mentioned a little bit uh, thinking about hosting. I don't know if you've approached you. Because <clears throat> he came to me for whatever reason, and I, I said, well, you should talk to Jason about this, um, about hosting one at Hope. Have you heard of this? Um, that was mentioned to me in this kind of, man, we ought to do one at Hope. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it was mentioned to me, too. <laughs> yeah. Man, we ought to do this at Hope. I don't know. It's like, hey, we all ought to do a field trip to the planetarium. Mm. I mean, planetariums are awesome. Um, and you... the fact is, is that, yeah, they could have a really good demo party at Hope. They certainly have the space. There's a 
there's a couple places where they could have them. Um, I don't know how willing they are to do it, quote-unquote, right. Yeah. And they tend to stumble on those kind of logistics. Mm. Like, they're very, not surprisingly, self-directed. Like, we'll give you this options and this. You can do it and make it happen. But, you know, when we did ours with, with, with Nauticon, we said, well, we, we really want, you know, we really want this time slot. We need a room that does this. We, we, we came in with a whole bunch of things, and they were very nice about it and gave us a whole bunch of things. And I think the only thing we shifted from, like, the second to the third was we had always done it at midnight, and that was killing people. So we made it 10, although it ended up being, obviously, later. Um, well, we tried to make it 8, and it ended up being 10 or whatever. You know, in other words, we shifted it forward. We just said, okay, we're going to shift it forward. That seems to work better. But yeah. in doing so, you kill off your primary um, your primary time slot at your con. And not all cons are comfortable with that. And I don't know if Hope is. I mean, I would love it if they were. I would love it if DEF CON did one. <laughs> you know? It's like, great, do a demo party. Hmm. Um, get a prizes, get everything. Great. I think those are great. Do you, think, um, do you think Block Party um, will stick to Nauticon? Do you think perhaps should Block Party reach its 10th year that uh, it will be moved to other parties? Well, Froggy has always stated, and this isn't anything back back channel or anything, Froggy has always stated that if, not, if, if Block Party were to move, yeah. Nauticon would continue to have a demo party. Like, he just sees it as a thing that would be great. Yeah. That, that event. That, that, that's the way it should be. So, that's cool. You know, you know the, 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 so think of it as like an, an a, uh, inevitable parthogenesis that might occur. But you know, there's no um, there's no reason if Block Party quote unquote got huge enough that it wouldn't be its own event. I just don't see where that's going to happen personally under my tutelage. I, I just don't see that happening. I yeah. could be wrong. I mean, well, I'm saying moving uh, to other. Uh, like block party part of hope block party part of not oh, I see what you mean um we I think it just comes down to uh like if somebody came to me and said we'd like to run with hope yeah and I would go and would you like to help us and I would go yeah I'll help you um but I'm not going to put a large amount of money into it mm -hmm. I'm not going to spend that money because that's just more money than I can possibly spare. But if, you know, it was kind of the same thing with the retro room that I ran at DEF CON this year, where basically I didn't pay any money. All I did was help broker all the people, and I said, You're, you know, you've got this huge vac, you've got this con that has room, let's put you two together, let's make sure that the con gives the guy with the vax money for his moving costs and his truck and, and everything else and let's make that happen and then we'll put it all together and promote it and it'll be great and I'll be here as a person you can yell at if there's a problem of which of course there were like five that we had to fix I don't mind that role I kind of enjoy that role I don't mind the, the ups and downs of that role so, so something like that happening at Hope or something like that happening I'd be more than happy to be part of it um, I just wonder you know um, you know, hope tends to be like we've given you 300 square feet to do your thing. Enjoy. <laughs> See you Monday. Um, and that may or may not work with whoever's organizing it and doing things. To go, what? 
don't I need this and this and this, and I could really use some money, and they're going to be like, we don't have any money for that. Uh, you know, a big thing is sometimes having some level of prizes. Well, what if there's no prizes? Yeah. Is that good? Is that bad? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you get to you get to rent your your equipment. So you get to well borrow the equipment from Nauticon and and all these other things. Right or or whatever. I mean, it's like you know, I, I'm I'm I love demo parties. Uh, more the better. I just don't like it when somebody acts like they're a demo party and they're not. Yeah. Or if somebody is uh, trying to to uh, come off as being a demo party for the purposes of promotion, and then they're not actually a demo party. So, uh, you know, that, 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 that's, that's my problem. I mean, you're going to have that problem with anything, right? You're going to have that problem where anybody does some sort of endeavor. Like, like this is a side thing. Um, uh, IC yeah. is a part of the community that creates those rockets that shoot pumpkins. Wait, IC is? Yeah, IC is big in it. <laughs> <laughs> Huge in that shit. Like really? he's behind. I, I forgot which one. I think it's called. I think he's. I think he's behind the one that's called Fourth Amendment. Yeah. But there's, um, <laughs> you know, that's one of the things he does, right? Yeah. And he has fun with it, and he goes to it, and he's involved in this community, and they do their stuff, and they have their big event, and it's got some rules. You know, you can't use certain kinds of explosives, and you got a pumpkin can't break apart, and. You know, they do their thing. Uh, uh, you know, and, and he doesn't sit around telling people what they can do and what they shouldn't do and go, well, I've run this event over here, therefore, you know, I mean, and so he's to me like, nobody else is like kind of fighting the pumpkin. Nobody's like trying to make the better version or using it as a way to make some extra money by claiming, oh, we do pumpkin flinging things too. We're sponsored by this, you know. So, mm-hmm. Demo party wise, um, I think the country could sustain uh, probably a half dozen before things start to get kind of stupid. Mm. In America, we're really, really big on this maker thing, and I think that's our demo party. And we're really bigger on the big on this maker thing. What do you? Yeah, mean? we're really big on like that whole like smashing shit apart and remaking it and yeah. Circuit that you know, it's kind of what we're, it's kind of like where we're trying to kind of aim a lot of people at, and we have a couple superstars. We got a lot of people who are noodling, right? We got a lot of people who are like, I just added an LED to my radio. Like, okay, you go to town, and you got like Jerry turning a person to a Nintendo, which is a flashy thing, not overly complicated, but a flashy neat example of doing something simple and producing it really well. Yeah. And then you have people who are like building custom fuzz boxes and building modifications so that they can broadcast stuff or, or, or you know, put, or even putting out, you know, VGA signals to create something that indicates its current status and stuff. You know, the people are like really taking it to some crazy level there. Um, there's a whole range of it. And it just seems like that caught the spark and the fire that demo parties have in other countries. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I Like, agree. we're almost positive that we're going to have an Arduino crap category next year. <laughs> because it's so dominant this year. 
pro or con, you know, you, you got to go where things are, and it's like people want Arduinos, and so I'm like, maybe we'll do an Arduino category. Fine, you know, do oh, yeah. it with an Arduino. A lot of European parties have uh, spectrum categories, for instance. There are no spectrums in the states. I mean, there there are some, but there's not nearly as many as there are in Europe. Right. Uh, but there are so many Adrenos here, and so many people playing with those. Like, uh, yeah, they have spectrums. We have Adrenos. Kind of weird, but I I, I just sort of uh, um, I'm uh, yeah I, I I can see that sort of uh, separation of mentality or not mentality of uh, culture that you're. Yeah, and I think that there's some level where you're like, I really wish they did that here. I'm going to do things ludicrously so that, um, you know, I'm going to do things ludicrously even though at great loss, Hmm. you know, uh, to make something that shouldn't be happen. Or you can say, well, no, here in America, this is what they do. This is how it works. And we got to suck it up. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I spend a lot of time, right, in the real instead of the I wish. You spend a lot of time in the real a instead lot of, of... Well, just so many people like are like, you know, there ought to be a demo party and it's going to be this. And I'm like, great. Do it. Yeah. And a lot of people don't. You know, as a certain kind of person organizes these things. Well, hopefully, and more people will get to organizing demo parties. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, you know, there's, there's common pitfalls. Uh, one is making way too many big promises. Yeah. You know, Do one you of them is like um, failing to account for things being a certain way or. Acting a certain way, you know, people not really uh, what's the word, thinking out a, uh, um, you know, what could not work or what might work. Do you think um, um, these sort of? I'm wondering how many hacker parties there are in Europe in these things because in the states it seems like we have uh, quite a few, and I'm wondering if uh, um, hacker well, parties are sort of. A little bit more popular here, whereas demo parties are more popular there. Yeah, it gets. Here's the thing: it gets. It gets relatively complicated because a lot of what we call hacker parties, yeah, or hacker events, are actually security events. Yeah. So, with a very heavy security industry bent, which is totally incompatible with. It, everything ever in terms of demos and <laughs> hacking and so on and so that happens a lot like you know like there's a real you know I mean there's security is like kind of like the way of the day so there's a lot of those kind of conferences in in Europe mm-hmm. CCC uh, Hits B uh, there's one in Asia whose name I'm forgetting um, there's um you know, there's a lot, actually, if you are willing to accept certain aspects of them that some people might say, no, 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 it's not real because they don't do A, B, and C, and that's, that's the only time it's a real hacker party. Like, a lot of people just walk around at what I consider to be totally hacker parties who 
um, will say, no, 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 this is just some corporate piece of crap. Mm. There's not much I can do about that. You know, I'm like, eh. So, I mean, problem is, once you get past a certain number of people at a party, yeah, you start running into insurance issues and organizational issues. And so if you have a hacker party that's like 20 people and you have it at the bar, because there's one I go to that's like that, they don't have to worry about insurance. They just find the bar out for the afternoon. But if you have an event where it's like, we're going to have a hotel, we're going to have a rate, we're going to have rooms, we have to buy the rooms, and the rooms are three or $4,000, and they want it in advance, so we have to ask people for money. Uh, I know Freaknik, the hacker conference, what they do is they do all sorts of networking and computer work for this hotel, and in return, the hotel lets them have the room for free. Mm, okay. They, you know, they barter it. But there aren't many like that. Do you think... Uh do you think Nauticon is uh, in any way unique uh, in any sense when compared to other hacker parties, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I, the thing I like about Nauticon is that they're extremely self-starting. Yeah. Like they don't really depend heavily on others and say, well, you know, we make this happen. Um, in terms of, like, we need to have X amount of sponsors paying for every single piece of it and we're going to add this in and that and as a result, you know, like, they'll have sponsors, but it's not their driving forces. How many sponsors can we pack mm-hmm. in every single thing? And I think that comes off in a lot of it of, like, it's a it's an event put together for the sake of its of its people. And I don't know how well I'm expressing all this, but that's not always the push of a lot of hacking conventions. A lot of hacking conventions are like, well, there's some sort of organization or company that's put together an event for people to show up to. And not a con exists for itself. Yeah. And I think that that's relatively rare now. And so there's not a security event. There's not a, like, let's have this event with, um, like, it's there's this. not a sales floor at, at not a con. There's not really a vendor area. There's a couple people who sell things, but there's not like, a room of people selling things simply to sell things to that group of people. Yeah. They tend to be people who are at the event selling stuff of theirs when they're not contributing a talk. It's a much more honest, I don't know, maybe the best, not the best word, but honesty is a, more of a watchword with not a con than most, which mm-hmm. is why, of course, I've enjoyed working with them because um, I know I'm in there they're like, let's do block party because block party sounds like a cool thing to do. Not, oh boy, let's figure out how we can make more money from something like block party. Yeah. So we're going to have block party and we're going to have uh, um, this other event because that other event, even though it's not really compatible with us, will bring in this amount of money. You know, that's not really kind of where they roll. What are any sense at all? What are what are uh, you are holding this for five years? Of course. Uh, yeah. What are some of your other goals with Block Party? Have you thought about uh, some of long term goals with Block Party? No, there's not really any long term goals like that. Mm. It's more like, man, they really wish there were American Demo Parties, and <laughs> um, then now I'm going to be like, well, that's what five of them feels like. Um, and either people will go, wow, 
you know, that was awesome, let's do more, or people will go, that was fun, what's on TV? Yeah. And, you know, that, that'll be what it is. I, I'm not really aiming for one thing to win over another, or, you know, let's turn this into this, or I'm hoping that we'll sign out arenas or anything like that. You know, it's not really anything kind of... I'm, a, I'm excited for, for NNR and Val, to be honest with you. Um, and seeing how these things go. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds like, uh, it, it sounds like they had a lot of fun here as well. And, um, maybe Cleveland was too far for them or something like that. Like, <laughs> not exactly sure what their mentalities are yet because I'm interviewing you first. Yeah, right? Cleveland, so. Cleveland is a tough sell. It will always be a tough sell. It is a tough city to convince people to go to, just like it's a tough thing to convince people to go to St. Louis or to yeah. people to go to a non-coastal city that hasn't built itself up as some sort of tourist mecca. Yeah. Um, you know, I think nothing, um, nothing um, demonstrates Cleveland's primary issue than the fact that they have a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the induction ceremony for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is held in New York City. Mm. Um, so, you know, if they can't even get people to come out for that big event, and they have to hold it elsewhere in another city, that really kind of attests what we're dealing with there. And I don't think there's really, I don't, I don't really have a solution. Um, their taxes are relatively vaguely crippling. Um, you know, they haven't discovered what their next big industry is, you know, like they're not like, we're going to like drop taxes for every new biotech, like like basically Cambridge, Massachusetts did that. They were like, oh, you're in biotech? Oh, you don't pay as much taxes. Here, get abatements on your, <laughs> your property. And so as a result, it became a biotech um, center of the world because somebody there said we want to be this nobody's really done that yet with really with Cleveland yet I see um, that's all you know well I, I plan quite frankly on exploiting uh, the fact that um, that uh, discs were invented in Minneapolis that's what we're, that's what's gonna that's gonna be my motto for this huge party coming to Minneapolis <laughs> where discs yeah, have been invented because the problem is it gets cold yeah yeah that's and so that limits what what months you can have it and and also it's not a hub for any airlines so it's a double hop for everybody mm-hmm. um you know that's this it's funny how much the airlines kind of affect things um so you end up saying oh i'm gonna have to fly two legs to get to your city that's tough i mean i've been to minneapolis once hope to be there again um well, let me know if you come again, so I can say hi at least. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Next time I'll be there. But one of the, you know, like I said, that's that's the same problem. My and um, you know, it's it's unfortunately for people who are listening. I don't know how much this interests them, but I mean, it's just a case of conference organizing is a dreary and sometimes terrifying business with yeah. a lot of back channel work and political issues and concerns and and go-betweening you know just stuff that just happens and it's just a fact of life and it doesn't really matter if it's a 
hacking convention, a demo party, uh, science fiction convention, a bed quilt convention, you know, it's all going to have this kind of well, the, the pal, this power of, of organizing behind it. There's just no way around it. And it's just one of those things and people show up and they're just like, oh, this was all put together for me and it was easy as pie and here I am, I'm going to have a fun time and, you know, mm-hmm. and they don't realize this, this, you know, sometimes people put themselves in major financial risk these events and we'll know by Sunday or Saturday morning how bad they are in terms of finances <laughs> you know it's it's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty gruesome business I'm just really thankful that Nauticon takes a lot of that off of my hands I mean, so I, I, mean, I wish good luck to anyone who thinks they want to do it because uh, there are some pitfalls but if it's successful you feel great yeah, it, it sounds like you just have to do it, to be honest with you. It sounds like the complexities that uh, of organizing these things um, and the hardship of organizing these things is just, it's going to be the same uh, no matter what. <laughs> so you just yeah. should do it and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. So, hmm. Um, I'm going to close this, this interview. Is there anything that uh, you think we should discuss before? No, I, I think we've we've destroyed um, everyone's faith in how long a podcast can be. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm shooting for six hours next time. That's yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, so um, we will be right back. Uh, take care, Jason. All right. All right.
That was Salu Lal uh, by Orchestra Hits, and uh, we're here with uh, NRR, um, who is the author of of that uh, of that demo. Was showing a block party uh, 2009, and uh, how's it going, NNR? It's uh, it's going quite well, and you've made the same mistake again. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, Call him NNR all the time. NRR. Um, it's, it's just another Saturday. As I understand, uh, Salulal was, uh, actually party-coded. Entirely party-coded. Um, the whole thing is, I, I had sent my laptop, my laptop off for repairs the week before. Yeah. And so I, I came to the party with absolutely nothing. No, no hardware, no software, nothing. Were you planning on doing anything, or is this some... Yes. Yes, I had actually planned on, on submitting it for a production. Mm. Uh, so, so I I was kind of distraught when I came to the to the event without anything in hand. Which, um, so uh, with Coda, ironically enough, because uh, he and I actually planned it at the same time. So I, on the train ride up from the airport, he and I were just kind of lamenting about it. Uh, I was being whiny and kind of like I was crying about it. Uh, so, so we get to the, the, the demo lounge, and one of the things that Jason Scott says is, hey, we have laptops from Rentech because they felt sorry for us. Yeah. And, and right, right at that moment, my eyes lit up. I was, <laughs> I was, I was seriously like, oh, cool. I have something I can use for, for writing a production. Yeah. I, I had joked with Coda and a couple of other people before, just, you know, uh, off the cuff saying, hey, I might actually write a production for my cell phone. Well, I had originally intended to write something using OpenGL and, and SPL and stuff like that to, to do it on the PC, but since I didn't have anything like that handy and I didn't have my, my framework and stuff that I put together for it, I didn't really feel like sitting down and trying to rewrite all that stuff by hand. I just decided to learn a new a new API. Yeah. Um, so I did, and that was the that was the the end result of it. Well, so. it's pretty nice. It sounds nice. I I like it. As I understand, uh, Vert did the soundtrack on this. Yep, Vert did the soundtrack of it. Um, I that was also kind of a uh, an odd occurrence as well because I had I was actually intending on having Coda do it. Um, yeah. But we figured out that. There was a, a sort of a, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but um, some sort of technicality with how the, with how the combo was run just did not permit him to do that. So um, I asked Bert. He was like, I asked, I, it originally came up because I, I took him out to, uh, to Jimmy John's down the street in the hotel. Yeah. He was just like, hey, man, I'm kind of jonesy for something to eat, and everyone else has gone out to eat already, so, you know, you want to go out and snag a bite? Like, that's cool. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, okay, I think the moral of this, this story so far is if you take Vert out to eat, he'll make music for you. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> entirely not it. Um, so, so the whole thing is, uh, so he and I live in Illinois. Yeah. Right. Okay. He he just recently moved. Uh, I think the the May before it was it was springtime the springtime before. 
uh, this, this last uh, this last block party, um, you know, he actually got to to experience Jimmy Johns and experience, you know, what it was like. And I was like, hey, I saw him down the street when I was walking from the train station. So let's just let's go ahead and go there and get a bite to eat. Um, it, it came about when I I sat my cell phone down in front of him and played, uh, kind of a demo scene medley that Coda had put together using MIDI. Yeah. Um, so he covered uh, like the second reality soundtrack, uh, Enigma from Phenomena, uh, Shoot Zero Follies and Shaders by Little Pitchard. So he, he covered he covered these three songs in a movie that was about two minutes and fifty seconds long, almost three minutes long. Yeah. Um, and there was one prominent orchestra hit. And thus the the group was born, I suppose, huh? Yes. That's one. Right, so so he honed in on it. That was that was his big thing. Like he he really 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 zinged in on that on that orchestra hit. Yeah. He started he started laughing. Like it was it was just hilarious to him that a phone like mine would have a general MIDI set with such a nice uh, set of patches to it that it sounded almost like it was on an actual you know synthesizer. But the orchestra hit was something special to him because it was just it stood out more. So, so he was like, "Okay, I will go ahead and, and write something like crack, crack throwish, 4K demoish, um, using that, using that sort of, that sort of uh, uh, hook, as it were." So, so I mean, that's that's where history kind of began with that, and then. Um, I was just getting so frustrated with, with writing it at the at the party, writing the actual the actual demo, because Java on a cell phone like mine is stupidly restrictive. Yeah. To, to the point where I was actually asking friends of mine who were experienced in it to see if I could like persuade the JVM to give me more heat. Hmm. All of them laughed. They just they they, they completely and utterly just laughed in my face and told me, no, uh, are you nuts? Yeah. Really? Really? You think so? Um, and it was just, this, this, this really kind of upset me because I had all these, these demo effects written that never actually made it into the final production because they all caused it to crash. Um, the JVM would just spit out all sorts of interesting neat errors, just ranging from Null pointer exceptions because of you know lack of heat to uh, out of memory exceptions and, and everything else in between. So I started getting really 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 disheartened by it. Um, as I as I understand, you are either in the process of or have you released a uh, final version of this? I'm in the process of, of cleaning it up. Okay. Um, um, so the whole the whole thing is. Uh, I didn't have uh, a Jasmine compiler there. Well, it's it's more of an assembler, I guess. Um, it's Java's analog to assembly. Yeah. So so I'm just I, I'm just gonna go ahead and rewrite a lot of the a lot of the, the really really critical parts in, in Jasmine and and try to uh, try to make it like actually run worth something. You had uh, you had mentioned that maybe stepping back a little bit. You had mentioned that uh, you had uh, OpenGL. Uh, SDL sort of framework that you were planning on releasing a PC demo. Um, 
Do you plan on doing anything PC-wise for 2010? Or your party? <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to hope so. Like, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that I don't have the same sort of idiocy happen with my hardware again. Yeah. Um, given, given my cash flow and how much I'm dumping into a, a startup at the moment, I don't think I'm going to be changing laptops anytime soon. Mm. So I'm going to keep my fingers crossed and like hope and pray that I don't have to send my laptop in for repairs again because that would just that would make block party such a such a a, a bad luck event. <laughs> um, but no, going going back to the whole distant partner bit though, and Vert soundtrack. Yeah. Um, I was getting so frustrated with actually writing the production that it, it was getting it was actually a thought in my mind that I should just give up on it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people have that thought. So, it's like, uh, okay, okay, no, 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 I'm, okay, if, if I may interrupt here. It's, uh, you have like, you have like one person or one group going, ah, oh, we gave up, uh, we, uh, we, it just, no, it's not happening. And then everyone's like, oh, boo, you gave up, no, you gotta keep on going. And then maybe the next day, they're like, we gave up. <laughs> so, yep. it happens a lot. Well, it, it, it actually it was a genuine thought in the back of my mind, but what really cinched it was the fact that Vert delivered the soundtrack. Mm. Um, um, that that really, really, really sold the deal for me. And and after that, it was just it was a matter of just either admitting defeat and then getting kind of looked down upon by everybody, or actually like going through with the production and getting it submitted and actually presenting it. Yeah. And, and obviously, I went with the latter on this one. I, it was just, it was a no-brainer. I was going to go ahead and actually, like, submit my production. As, as crappy as it was, um, I, it sounds, I'm a little self-deprecating. It is, it is a crappy production. Um, That's okay. Like. But, I mean, it's, I, it got down to it where I was down to the, down to the wire. Yeah. And I had I had to do something, so I just kind of said, "Hey, I will clean up what I have, and I will just show it." Um, the crowd liked it. It got shown, and, and everyone there seemed to. You got a big uh, round of applause, and wasn't so bad, right? Right. But what really got me though was the fact that they cheered for a Starfield on a cell phone display. <laughs> How did that get to you? I. Well, it was, it's a first for me. I've never actually had anybody cheer for any, anything that I've done like that before. Like, it's, I, I've always usually just done, like, boring math talks and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, actually having some sort of, like, a computer art sort of thing with creative people and, and, uh, hackers in the same room, believe it or not, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I have, I have stuff to say about that later, but... No, it was it was kind of cool to have everyone cheering with Starfield on the screen. Like that actually that was just that made my night. Granted, like I let the Starfield run for way too long, but <laughs> we all we all have criticisms for. I think we all have criticisms for our own productions. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. It was good. But, but that's that was that was uh, that was a good first production. That was actually my, my very first demo ever. Yeah. Um. As I understand, it was your first party ever as well. Yep. Now, uh, you have decided to host your own party. Um, it, this actually kind of grew out of 
out of the attendance of Ron Shrine at MAGFest, right? So, yeah. So a friend of mine told me one winter that he was going to drag me kicking and screaming to MAGFest. So he did just that. He dragged me kicking and screaming to Washington, D.C. Yeah. Um, and little did I know that it was going to be quite the experience. I, it was... It was awesome. I'm just, I'm just going to leave it at that. I, I can't, I cannot put it into words. I see. Hmm. Um, the, the, it was not what I was expecting it to be. So they, they told me that it was a, like a video games sort of, like, convention thing, and I was, I instantly had the bad connotations in the back of my mind, just kind of like showing up. Yeah. Um, I may, you know, I've never been to Megfest, and I may have some biases uh, against it just for the fact that like that's how it was presented to me too like uh, or just reading about it rather this is a video game sort of conference but it's, but it's, it's really it's but Mod Shrine is there right so yes Mod Shrine is there so you, you have a big like tracker contingent yeah um, the thing that really seals MAGFest though is the fact that it's more about music huh. so, so you guys actually take the, the video game soundtracks they will actually like do live covers of them and just do really, really, really insane stuff with them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's all very creative and it's all very, it's very much the same thing. Um, and to make to make matters worse, uh, the event organizers at one point, uh, I think for MagFest 4, MagFest 8 is coming up this January, so let's, let's just put that in perspective right away. Um, so MagFest 4 was the pilot event for a sort of a small demo showing. Hmm. Okay. okay. So they so they actually had they actually tried to have a competition sort of set up there. Um and it flopped. They they were just they were frustrated with, with the with the turnout of it and it just flopped. Yeah. Um so I was I was talking to Bird about it. And I mean the, the primary goal isn't really a demo scene stuff. It, I mean it, it is but it's not really for demos, it's more for the music instead. Um, yeah. With a reluctant demo combo because Gargai kind of like twisted my hand and said, no, you're going to have a demo combo. Uh, <laughs> he, he did. He, he, he asked me why I didn't have a demo combo and I was just like, uh, because none of the people really there are, are demo coders. I don't, rem- I don't know if I was on some sort of mailing list or something like that, but I remember this parts of this conversation somehow or maybe this is in my head like I don't know like uh I remember Gargai pushing for a demo competition I wonder where this was hmm. uh, that was probably on some sort of a on live journal or something yeah actually I think it was on live journal <laughs> um but uh but no he, he twisted my, my arm and said no you're going to have a demo combo you're going to have remote submissions yeah um, so, so, I kind of had to say, <laughs> yes, I will have a demo combo, please let go of my arm. Well, um, dear, are you going to, are, is someone producing an invite for this? <laughs> I, I had, I had every intention of, of getting one together. Yeah. But, but everything has just been falling apart. Nesby's, I, Nesby's has been trying to approach you. I don't know if you know this yeah. or not. He has, he has been, and I, like, I guess I need to poke him again, because it's, it's been several weeks. 
Um, I can tell him right away. I'll call him after this, and if... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He lives nearby you, doesn't he? No, he lives, uh, California. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, I was completely... Okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, no, 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 I... I, I need to poke him and, and tell him, hey, uh, like, invite stuff is not coming together, uh, do with it as you wish. Yeah. Alright, um, cool. I'll tell him that. Like, like I, I'll give him, I'll give him party information and stuff if, if he can't readily get to it. Um, oh yeah, that too. Uh, I've been working on the party website as well. Yeah. That was supposed to go up a couple days ago, but, uh, a client of mine had some really, really, really pressing issues that, he, that needed to be taken care of, so I had to drop everything and, and work on that for a little while. Yeah. Um, so how but, it goes, right? But yeah, it's, it's, I'll get the party website up here pretty soon. Like, real soon now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's it's going to get up this week. Um, and I understand you have a, a wiki uh, for, for this party? Uh, yeah, a wiki page for my personal website. Um, this, this this address is actually kind of awkward to, to tell people because it's it's a scientific classification for crows, ravens, and magpies, and people don't usually get it right away. Yeah. Um, so it depends on, on really how you want me to, to to give the URL. I guess I'll just spell it. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, but even then it's, it's error prone. Okay, so. I understand Demoscene.us uh, lists uh, some information about this party? Yes. Demoscene.us does have information about, about uh, Bill Pope, but uh, somebody, I forget I forget who it was, put the posting up on the front page. Yeah. Um, and then, and then if, you, if you look back through uh, some of the, the, the history, the news history for, for Poet.net, you can find it there as well, or on or on BitFellas. A lot of people actually learned learned about it through BitFellas, which was actually really bizarre for me because that's that's a big that's a big site for demo scene musicians. Yeah. Um, demo scene musicians and graphicians and coders and it, it's it's there sort of. So it was it was kind of bizarre to, to have it show up there, like bizarre in a good way. Do you know? Do you know who is responsible for that? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. I don't know offhand, and I'm not at a computer right now, so so I really can't say anything otherwise about that. But um, whoever, whoever it was, I do appreciate their 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 enthusiasm in, in getting the word out. That was actually kind of cool. Okay, so this is uh, this is a part of Magfest Eight. Um, yep. This is happening in January. New Year's Day. New Year's Day. And uh New Year's Day New Year's Day to the fourth. So where is this being held exactly, Bankfest? Alexandria, Virginia. Um D C Metro. Mm-hmm. So if you if you fly into Ronald Reagan International Airport and take I think the yellow line out to like King Street Station, you're right at the hotel almost. So oh. it's it's right there. Uh Coda will be there, I'm pretty sure. Coda is going to be there. It, if you if you know anybody from Mod Shrine, you're you're instantly going to know people. Yeah. Um, I mean, and Vert, Vert's a celebrity there. Yeah. But then again, Vert's a celebrity everywhere. Wow. Uh, that's why he has to show up to the places, right? So, yeah. is Mad Brain going to be there? Do you know? 
No, um, uh, alas, Mad uh, Brain cannot cannot come down from Quebec to uh, to visit. As much as as much as he would love to, um, I think he actually got university stuff going on at that time. Mm, I see. I don't think so, but I'm not sure. Now, you said you accept remote entries, or is this uh, just for the demo competition, or is this for all the competitions? This is for everything except for um, the fast music competition. Yeah, well. <laughs> we're we're kind of locking the room for that. Like, Really? Not really. Oh, um, that's a little less exciting. <laughs> well, it would be exciting, but... But then we'd have the lanterns like getting kind of irate with us. Um, so yeah, it's, it's this is actually a true sort of assembly like style demo party almost, except without all the booze. Well, that's a lie, but just for the sake of, of saying it's like assembly without the booze. Um, but uh, no, we've, we've got lanterns and stuff in the same room. So I mean, if we locked the doors, they would be kind of irate with us. Mm. Uh, uh, okay, so I was just going to um, mention the competitions. You have a demo competition. Um, you have a fast music competition. What other compos are you uh, are you doing? We're, we're looking at uh, also streamed music. So MP3, Ogorpus, Slack, Alak, the whole the whole gamut. You you have a player for it that we can use. Fine, it's streaming. Fine, we'll play it. Um, then we have the old school tracked competition, so anything that's like NSF for, for a Super Nintendo or, or Nintendo Entertainment System rather, or SPC for Super Nintendo, or uh, the VGM stuff for the Sega Genesis, big club. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. um, uh, or or Spin Champions. Um, I'm trying to. I, I sent an email back to No Carrier because he has an NTSC D64. Yeah. Uh, that, that he like offered to take over. He took. He brought it last year. Um, but he he offered to let us use it for a short time. And uh, as far as probably more logistical issues are concerned, uh, how much is the entry fee for for this party? Entry is the uh, the Magfest registration fee, which should be forty five bucks at the door. Um, yeah. It should be forty pre registration, but don't quote me on that. Uh, it's it's about as cheap as some of the cheaper European parties. So if you can afford to go there, you can afford to go here. Uh, the only thing that's really going to kill you is accommodations. Uh, that's ninety nine a night. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's something I know to be fact. So if you can at all, like, ask somebody very nicely if you can crash on their floor. Yeah, that, um, that's what a lot of people do. <laughs> Well, I mean, and that's actually encouraged by the organizers of the of the event. They're like, "Hey, um, we don't like having to ask the hotel for more hotel rooms. Um, so if you don't mind crashing on the floor, like, feel free. Yeah. <laughs> um, just ask very nicely." No, but, I, I um, wonder. We have uh, a lot of the uh, North American parties have been in hotels, so traditionally a lot of the hacker uh, parties as well, and. I'm wondering, uh, will we have a sleeping hall somewhere? I mean, I know Nade, for instance, was in a... Uh, Jason Scott was just mentioning that Nade uh, was in a school, and for 10 bucks he could sleep on the floor in the school. Oh. But, yeah, no dice. Um, the, the hotel would really, really, really frown upon that. Um, but 
I mean, if, if you know somebody nearby, I mean, that's that's yeah. that's just the thing that's coming to the convention for a day. And I'm saying, in general, for perhaps other parties, is I imagine, yeah, it'll probably be difficult to strike a deal with the hotel. <laughs> Just sleeping right. on the floor. Well, I, ideally, ideally, what should happen is, all right, I would get this, I would get this event kind of kickstarted, right? Yeah. And then, and then pass the buck off to the guys who actually run Magfest and say, hey, like I got this started. Um, you have fun with it. Hmm. Okay. All right. So this is this is not really something for me to, to, to acquire fame. This is actually something for me to to try to get something that I like into a convention that I like to go to. Well, they, they tried one in MAGFest 4, you say. Right. Um, so, so, here's, so here's the breakdown of it, right? They, they tried. Um, but they didn't do it in, in the right way, apparently, because it, it flopped. Something yeah. happened that's kind of evident. Yeah. Um, they're not sure what they did, they did wrong. And hmm. apparently, I've managed to get some traction in the community um, to the point where People are, actually, people are actually enthusiastic in, like, helping out and um, assisting with the event. I have that stuff in the works. People who are who are asking me questions about like, helping me organize it. You'll yeah. get emails later. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, but no, they, they tried they tried at MAGFest 4, um, and they failed. And I'm like, well, okay, let's let's give it another, another shot. We have First Blessing now. Um Hopefully I can, like, start off a good trend with one year and then, like, maybe try to get the hands off next year and see how it goes. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, my, that's my eventual goal. Um, ideally, what I'd like to do is I'd like to rent out, like, a university gymnasium somewhere. Maybe, like, a gymnasium at Washington University in St. Louis, for example. Um, and just kind of, like, have the party there. Mm. Uh, and... and I mean, we've got showers, we've got a big gym, gymnasium floor. Yeah. The, the fact that you don't have to pay for a hotel room, uh, just maybe getting back a little bit. This is, okay, this has just been a complaint for me. Um, I think that would, I hope that would, would draw a lot more people. Do you think that would affect people's uh, showing at a demo party? or? Definitely. Um, in fact, like a couple of the other, a couple of the other subcultures that I'm, that I'm part of, um, most of the complaints usually do involve the hotel. Uh, like it's it's either too expensive or it's too, too expensive in an area. Um, I mean, that's that's a big complaint too. So if you if you go to the restaurants around the hotel, they're usually a lot more expensive. Well, that's their industry, right? So. <laughs> so so the whole the whole thing is all right. You bring it to a university. Uh, who goes to a university? Or college students who have barely any money. Um, Barely have two nickels scrubbed together, so a lot of the a lot of places nearby are going to be very cheap. I mean, that's that's a, that's definitely something to, to consider, right? Yeah. So you've got the hotel accommodations, and you've got the places nearby to eat. But I mean, hotels usually require exclusivity agreements with events. This was evident at the Wyndham for Block Party, where they kind of forbade us from bringing in outside food. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that's that's definitely something to consider as well. Yes, it would it would help attendance. Do you have any um, Do you have any sponsors? Are you seeking any sponsorship or none? Oh, okay. None entirely non-commercial. Um, if if somebody wants to give us money, 
Uh, Doesn't necessarily have to be money, just like soda, for instance. <laughs> soda, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if they want to give us something like that, uh, like, we'll, we'll do... We'll do enough to get the word out, but I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna sit down and, and roll over to get like uh, corporate word out. I mean, that's, that's one of the things that I'm kind of adverse to um, because everyone knows already about AMD and Nvidia and and Intel and, and all these other uh, computer parts manufacturers, and I don't really see the need to, to bring them in so much. Um, it's 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 the neat new product idea, like cooking. That I, that I can actually kind of go with. Because it's, it's, it's fresh, it's new, it's, it's caffeine. Um, so, I mean, it, it really kind of depends, right? Um, I, say, I say entirely non-commercial. Select a little bit on that, maybe. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, not, it's not really, like, black and white. So. No, I'm not seeking sponsor, sponsorship right now, but if somebody puts something in my lap and says, hey, uh, it's caffeine, it's... It's new, it's fresh. Uh, hand it out to people. We'll give you money. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say no. Um. When did you? Uh, were you thinking of? Uh, were you think of thinking of hosting a party before Block Party? Or is this something that occurred to you during Block Party? Or is have you been thinking about this for a while? This no. This party actually came out. Came just out of. The attendance of Mod Shrine at Magfest. How did you uh, How did you get into Mod Shrine? In um, these people. <laughs> uh, blame Coda. Um, so so. I blame Coda for a lot of things. So. I blame Coda for a lot of things too. Yeah. Um, blame he, Coda. <laughs> Coda. Coda is is the reason the internet sucks right now. Well, Coda and Coda as well, I think. These two things combined. But, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, 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 all right, right. So, what were you going to say? Um, all right, so... Coda, we love you. Okay, uh, no... Uh, yes, we, oh, he's he's going to laugh at this anyway. Um, <laughs> so, so I hang out in a, a channel on another network called the uh, the Open Canvas sessions. OCS. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine from from uh, the West Chicago suburbs is the actual channel founder and I just kinda hang out there. Um, it's become quite the demo scene channel for some reason. because um, we've got a German guy from uh, Karlsruhe who who hangs out there now and uh, I mean he, he was actually he came from 4chan so it, it kinda came full circle. Um, it was it's kinda funny how that happened. And Coda mentions Lost Shrine. So I go in there, and uh, lo and behold, they're talking about music. And they're actually, like, they're talking about chord progressions and um, what happens if you flat a certain degree of, of a note or a, or a certain degree of a chord, right? So, I mean, what happens if you, if you take some random chord and you flat the fifth degree. I mean, these, these guys are talking about hardcore music composition stuff, and I'm just like, oh, hey, that's cool. Um, naturally, Coda's in there, but then you've got uh, Simus and, and Matt Brain and a couple of other celebrities in there, and they're, they're all talking about uh, their own little things. 
I mean, Madrain has this has this thing with FM synthesis, right? Like he's he's a master at it. I mean, you will really? see anyone. What's that? Really? Yes, he's he's an FM synth god. Huh? Right? I have to talk um, to to Madbrain. Yes, do do talk to him. He has he has a wealth of information to to divulge, um, yeah. and he loves to tell you about it. <laughs> um, and that's that's not a bad thing either. Like I genu- I genuinely appreciated that. I took he he gave me like sensible algorithms right for for um hooking up operators. Yeah. And I took a post-it note and I wrote down all the algorithms he gave me and I stuck them on the wall. <laughs> that's, that's how much I appreciated it. Like I stare at it every day. That's something that 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 was really really kind of cool. Um, and then I came in and I I came into that. I told him, hey, I kind of know some of the physics and, and math behind FM. So, I mean, we, we got that kind of relationship going, and then and then come to think of it, Matt's also a uh, a linguistics guy, which is kind of right up my alley too. So, you know, we've got that much to talk about still. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it, I mean, all these all these guys are are more than just music, right? So, I mean, you go in there and you and you listen to them or read what they're talking about, you know, with regard to music. But then, then they'll go into off-topic conversations, and then they'll start talking about um, programming and linguistics and FM synthesis and all these other topics that don't really relate to tracking so much. Um, but that's how I kind of got into it. Yeah. Right? So I'm, I'm not I'm not so much a tracker myself um, because I do more the programming and math stuff, right? Yeah. Um, my my creativity really comes through writing the most elegant math proofs. Um, I'm I'm kind of boring in that regard, I'm afraid. Um, oh, boring to some people. Well, yeah, only to some people. You you get some cracked out mathematicians who think you're God sometimes. Um, or, or, <laughs> or they say or they say that your proof is from the book. Um, as as Paul Erdős used to say um, when he came up with. Uh, the most elegant proofs that he that he could think of. I mean, he he would actually like hold the paper out and say, "This one is from the book," right? So I mean, I mean, you you, you get people who appreciate it, but I mean, it's it's boring to most because they don't understand it, um, or they they just don't care. Which is it, it gets kind of sad, but at the same time, it's understandable. Either way, either way, uh, that's that's kind of how I got into mod trying. Uh, I. I just kind of hang out there, and whenever they have a tracker combo, um, it's kind of a crapshoot whether or not I'm going to have the time to sit down and actually, like, try to hack something together. Okay. Um, so, everyone, I'm going to... Do you mind if I close uh, this this interview up a little? No, go ahead. Close, All right. please. All right. Um, so, everyone, you got to come... Okay. So, everyone, you got to come to... Uh, all right, I've been pronouncing this Nurupu, but it's actually pronounced Norupo. Right? Nope, uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh um Mod Shrine will be there. Uh, a lot of those people. Um and all your favorite people that you know from the scene, more or less. So uh yeah, at, the, at the very least. I'm sorry? North American scene. Yeah. Well, we're like family, right? <laughs> so <laughs> well, I mean it's it, we're we're a small, tight-knit group of people, so I, I suppose we are we're a family. Oh man, what was uh, what was his name? There was a. Uh, mm. All right, I came to uh, block party on a bus. Right, it was terrible. It took a long time, and it was a horrible bus ride. But uh, that aside, 
there's another person who uh, came. His name, he submitted, uh, he did a track, tracked uh, piece of music that he submitted into the competition for Block Party. His name begins with L. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, not Sean, your neck of the woods, no. No, not from my neck of the woods. I think uh, I think he was in Michigan or something. Like I don't know exactly where he was. Well, again, that's kind of your neck of the woods. Uh, it, it, it's from the north. Somewhere. <laughs> um, the, the only the only person I can think of with an L offhand is Lapine from. Uh, that's him, Lapine. Was it him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. All right. All right. Yeah, uh... He had a hell of a fun time. He did. Um, and uh, he just... He started, like, really lamenting about some of the... Some of the, uh... The things that went wrong. Uh, I mean... I couldn't remember exactly what, what he was... What he was complaining about, but... Uh... Like, the laptop he got from his boss was... Was doing something weird, and... And a number of other things just kind of, like... That made his experience go downhill a little bit. But then, mm. then, then the competition section came by and, and cheered him up quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, that, that is some of our antics in, in the hotel room. <laughs> uh, there, are, there, are, there are photos. There are photo shops of photos uh, of stuff that happened in, in the Moss Shrine Hotel room. All right, so... so um, it, was, it was a good time. So, I guess, uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right, take care. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.